Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. Welcome into a special edition of Talk of Champions. As uh, it was a big Monday for Ole Miss and the Grove Collective. And who better to have here on the show to discuss it than Andy Whitry from On3, sports business reporter. Uh, I mean, we were talking about it before I hit record. Just a remarkable day for Ole Miss and the Grove Collective on Monday as they raised $1.7 million for NIL deals for Ole Miss athletes. Um I mean, first of all, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm I'm still in shock that the <laughs> the number is that big. Thanks for having me, Zach. Happy to be here. And you're right; it's a pretty impressive number for a single day, right? It's a seven day campaign. They're hoping to raise three million dollars, and to get more than halfway there in the first twenty four, it's really really impressive. It's uh, yesterday was was remarkable it was a pretty cool setup I, I joked on our podcast yesterday with Ben Garrett um you can find it the talk of champions podcast network go give it a listen I joked that it was like an old school like telethon where uh Walker Jones was was on set with with David Kellum the voice of the rebels and they were having different coaches on and just talking about the the fundraising campaign and yeah, it just kind of felt like an old school, you know, all hands on deck, everybody answer the phones and take, you know, donations and whatever, but it was a cool setup. They had all the coaches come on and just talk about, you know, the whole goal and, and the campaign and, and what they're raising money for and all of that. But, you know, as you said, they're, ha- they're over halfway there. Um, and you had a chance to talk to, the Grove Collective's executive director, Walker Jones. I mean, what was that conversation like with him? I'm sure he was ecstatic 
and uh, excited, but what was the overall impressions from him? Yeah, I talked to Walker this morning, and to your point, you know, they're, they're still fundraising, right? There's still six days left. So he was talking about, you know, we still have stuff today. We have stuff on Wednesday. We have stuff Thursday. So it was a bit of a breather to look back and, and really, I think, celebrate their success fundraising yesterday. You mentioned that old school telephone flavor of, you know, the flashing phone number or email, this email address to contribute, having kind of the carousel of guests come on. So he was really pleased. He really credited the alignment. You know, I feel like we speak so much about alignment these days. You know, it feels like we work at tire discounters, right? But talking about collectives in the school and the fundraising arm. And really when you have all those parties working in the same direction is that, you know what, you had the Ole Miss Athletics YouTube channel. They're the ones that hosted this on YouTube. Their school website, they promoted it. So this wasn't a case of, competition for donors or strife and infighting is that they were really rowing in the same direction and walker credited the school the athletic department the athletic foundation and i think that's what it takes to have an event like this and to raise 1.7 million dollars in a single day i did see something that was uh was an interesting quote and i think it it really resonates here not just for the sake of the Grove Collective in general and the football program and, and being in the SEC, we talk a lot. We, we answer questions on our message board and on Twitter, and we talk about it on our podcast all the time. When it comes to recruiting and especially college football recruiting, that's the big money maker. That's the, you know, that's what everyone is here for, uh, for the most part. Um, college football recruiting, college football, like that is the life force of the SEC and, you know, life around Ole Miss and Ole Miss is at a disadvantage. It's a, it's a small school compared, you know, relatively compared to other programs in the, in the conference. Now you're adding in Texas and Oklahoma who are both bigger and, you know, seemingly the collectives are going to have more, more people, more bodies, more, you know, the fan bases are bigger. The alumni networks are bigger, but Ole Miss is, I mean, they're holding serve. I mean, they are, they are countering with haymakers here in the NIL space. And look, it paid off over the weekend. They get the top prospect in the state of Mississippi. Camarion Franklin stays home. He commits to Ole Miss. NIL played a role in that. Um, but in terms of that, like the 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 full body of work of the Grove Collective and, and Ole Miss having to combat, you know, numbers and, and being creative. Lane Kiffin always uses the term, you know, creating another box. And, and, you know, thinking outside the box, creating another box. And yesterday he basically said, you know, hey, this is your team, Oxford. This is your team, Ole Miss. Like, you get to own it. You get to contribute and help, you know, usher it into this new era of college football. Is, is that something that you think Ole Miss can legitimately hang, not only hang in there with the bigger collectives and the bigger fan bases, but thrive? I think so. There's no reason that they can't. You know, at this point, there's no leaderboard. There's no standings of which schools have the most money. I know you and I were both at SEC football media days this summer, Zach. And Lane Kiffin was asked by a, a Texas-based reporter, can you essentially rank the boosters in the conference? And Lane said he wanted to, right? But he said, I, I've learned, I've matured. I, I don't need to answer every question I'm asked. Yeah, But I do think if, if he were to rank or whomever that had this, this all-knowing insight were to rank them, I don't know exactly where Ole Miss ranks because 
because no one has all that data publicly. But I think they'd certainly be competitive, right? I mean, for Walker mm-hmm. Jones, the executive director of the Grove Collective, to say, you know what? We raised $10 million. Uh, They announced that last November. And he told me this morning, he said that we'll be in that same neighborhood for this year, but it might be 5 or 10% higher. So we know that this current era probably isn't sustainable. It's not going to last forever. But as long as this current NIL era does exist, Ole Miss has been very competitive, to your point. So I do think when you've hit that that ten digit that ten figure number, is that that's that's going to rank in the top echelon of the entire country. So you're right. Is it Texas and maybe A and M and certain schools if they're operating at the full capacity, firing all cylinders, they might have a higher ceiling than almost anyone else in the country. But Ole Miss, they're certainly in the mix in a very very strong way right now. It, I saw in your conversation with with Walker that he mentioned, you know, they, they had a, a coaching change that they had to, you know, allocate resources for, you know, Chris Beard, one of the more respected successful coaches in college basketball is now the head coach at Ole Miss. And he's trying to rebuild a roster to compete and, and get to the NCAA tournament, get to a sweet 16, get to an elite eight. Um, that's a place that Ole Miss has never been. The sweet 16 was, you know, when I was, not even in grade school yet. So he's trying to get Ole Miss to that level. Um, and then Ole Miss baseball, you know, you talk about the big three with, with football, baseball, and basketball. Ole Miss baseball wins the national championship a couple of years ago, struggled mightily this year. But with those head coaches, Mike Bianco is the longest tenured guy in the SEC. Chris Beard, super successful, been to a national championship game when he was at Texas Tech. And then now Lane Kiffin, who won 10 games in the regular season for the first time in school history a couple of years ago. I mean, as good a big three, you know, core of coaches in the country. But in terms of, you know, su- you know, sustaining that success, because that's what I've mentioned that before. And, and you're the business guy. You're, you're the NIL expert here. I'm not. I've said that I- I've cautioned Ole Miss fans that, hey, they might have a run of some really good, you know, recruiting success stories where NIL was a huge factor in landing someone. And, you know, basketball, they just got John Bull, who's the highest rated commit ever in the history of the program. Um, you know, Ole Miss, are they going to be able to s- sustain that success and this level of commitment and fundraising? That's my question is, is that something that that Walker Jones and them have kind of, addressed or at least planned for in the future to your knowledge i think there's two ways to answer that the first answer there's the gut reaction is yes walker i think has one of the best reputations in this space in the entire country you know when you talk to collectives pick a conference pick a geographic region you know may not be in the sec may not even be some direct competitor but i think people look to walker and the growth collective nationally as someone that's really experienced, really professional, really talented in this space. So I will say his reputation, it's its one that comes up in numerous conversations, Zach, where it may not even be about Ole Miss or about the Grove Collective, but people find a way to, to mention Walker because that's what people think of him. They think that highly of him. So I will say that they have done a good job looking for business partnerships, right? When we talk about the different buckets of, you know, the fans that give 10 or 20 bucks a month the big whale donors that might write checks of six or seven figures. And that third bucket is your business partnerships. Could be local businesses, could be national. So they've partnered with Wheels Up for some travel deals. There's Mm -hmm. a gaming partnership. 
And what do you find those more sustainable business avenues where it's not per se tied to, you know, the wins and losses and did we win on Saturday? If the business sees a real ROI and a real investment, sure, they, they obviously hope that Ole Miss wins, but if they don't, it's not like they're going to cancel that next Monday, right? So I will say yeah. that I do think that Walker, given his background, given their partnerships, they found a, a model that at least for now, and then for sure the short term, seems sustainable. But I do think your larger point about how long can this last? Will there be a downswing? I think it's a fair question for any fan base in the whole country, right? Not just Ole Miss. So regardless of what conference or what standing, at, at some point it's like, all right, well, what if we lose too many games in a row or so-and-so decommits or our coach, like those apply to everyone. So I will say if there is that, that insecurity or that, that lingering question, it's not a unique question to Ole Miss because it's really the whole industry right now, Zach. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah. And, and that's what's, you know, my biggest, you know, if, if I'm, a, if I'm an Ole Miss fan or someone that's supporting the collective, that's my concern is can this be sustained? Can this be consistent to keep them in that conversation as a top five, a top 10 collective? And, you know, you mentioned uh, the, the market and how nationally it's become such, I mean, it's, it's what everyone does now. I mean, this is, this is how you are successful in college sports. You have to compete on a national level for NIL. It's for the most part with recruiting, it's always been about the money, whether that was under the table or, you know, in the shadows or bagmen or whatever. Now it's all out and it's all out in front of everybody. But the Chris Beard angle here is, is interesting to me because, you know, Lane Kiffin has been super successful at Ole Miss last year. They ended the season on a terrible note. They lose, um, you know, basically lose out to end the year. They, you know, they win a non-conference game, but just a very disappointing end to the season. Then you hire Chris Beard, who, like I said, took Texas Tech to a national championship, is one of the most respected X's and O's guys in the sport. He says, and this was his quote, 
in my opinion, what we do have is enough. It's enough to be competitive. It's enough to win championships. You got to recruit in basketball. It's recruiting is paramount in anything, but in basketball, less players, you know, less people on the court. You know, you got to have a more, you know, concise, direct funnel of talent to win, especially at that level. Um, and your conversations with Walker Jones and how they're trying to, you know, I would say pivot because obviously they're still going to give the football, but just pivoting to, hey, basketball, we, we want basketball to be up there as well. What, what were those conversations like with him and, and you know, about the first year head coach? I think it's just that support, right? It, we see what Chris Beard has done as a coach. And to your point, that Texas Tech national runner-up finish where they lost to Virginia in overtime, if they had won that game, that may have been as surprising of a meteoric rise, certainly I think in the modern era, if not even longer, right? Maybe not by C. It was a really, really talented team, but it's like, man, Texas Tech, like they almost won a men's basketball national title. And just, you know, that statement in a vacuum is like, holy cow. And so Chris Beard said yesterday during that, our telephone, going back to it, he's like, I've seen the NIL support and infrastructure at two different schools, right? Both in Texas. And we saw his very first class, his transfer class at Texas. I think he brought in, I want to say seven transfers, maybe even more, maybe eight. And these are players that were averaging, you know, 12 to 18 points per game for high major programs. And he brought in four, five, six of those guys. And I think if you're going to build a modern day roster, especially in the SEC, as that's really grown on the men's basketball side, to your point, there's got to be resources. So he has shown that very, very quickly at multiple stops, he can build a high-level winner, a national championship contender. And what he was saying on the telethon is that, you know what, I'm not worried about what we don't have. I'm more worried about what we do have, what we can do. And he said, what we have is enough. And what you know, Walker has said publicly about the overall funds, you know, who knows the exact breakdown of, of what goes where and when as far as funding. But when you have roughly 10 million plus to work with, that's a really, really healthy number as we know that. And I think that as Chris Beard builds this roster through traditional high school recruiting, you mentioned John Bull, and presumably the portal going forward, as many top programs do, that's going to be a really critical piece to building a high-level winner. Last thing here before we get into kind of the, the closing statements, if you will, that you had with Walker Jones. Baseball is interesting. Um, you, you know, you, you know, as well as I know, it, it's still a niche sport. And it, it means, <laughs> pun intended here, I guess, but with the SEC, you know, it just means more is, is, is the phrase, but it does for baseball. College baseball in the SEC is different. Um, schools are forced to care, uh, basically, I mean, outside of Georgia. <laughs> I think they've they've made it pretty known that they don't really care. They're they're good with they're good with football. But I mean, Kentucky just did a massive overhaul in their facilities. Tennessee's about to do the same. Um, Vanderbilt's planning on doing one. I mean, you see these cathedrals of stadiums and the influx of of money and, and revenue that is generated from a sport that the rest of the country just doesn't really care. But, um, you know, Walker talked about that and how um, they have to, they have to be more competitive and to increase spending, if you will, with NIL for baseball. Cause look, LSU changed the game this year. The needle moved. The market has changed with them. They went out and let's call it what it is. They spent money on free agency and put together a juggernaut of a college baseball team and won the national title. Um, 
you know, Ole Miss basically did it without NIL when they won it all and just got hot. And baseball, you know, it's a different sport. It, if, if a team gets hot, they get hot. You, you saw it years ago when, when Coastal Carolina did it, Fresno State did it. Um, but, but what was the what was the vibe with with Walker Jones talking about college baseball? Because it's a weird it's a weird vibe right now with going from a national championship trophy to a couple years you're scratching your head and you know you're not even making the tournament. I think the biggest takeaway with talking to Walker about baseball was almost a sense of surprise, right? And, and going back to Walker's reputation in the industry is that this is someone right who's very very knowledgeable about what's going on, and there was a sense of wow, you know, these values have, have increased in baseball. I think there is maybe a trickle-down effect from obviously football, men's basketball, but now to some of these, you know, second or third-tier sports, NIL can have a real impact. I think especially in what are known as the equivalency sports, right? Where it's not a full scholarship per se, but if you're getting a partial scholarship, I was talking to Louisville's baseball coach this summer, and he said their whole game plan is, you know what, can we just get you back to even, right? NIL is almost considered... Can we pay for the rest of your scholarship, pay for your apartment, pay for your car payment, pay for food? So in some ways, you know, if you have a scholarship limitation in baseball and it's spread across your whole roster, is it NIL? Maybe less money can actually go further, right? To just make these guys whole and, and kind of make up that difference to a full scholarship. So to your point, I think there was a bit of a, maybe a delayed reaction or delayed market reaction for baseball. And I think to your point, we maybe saw that a little bit last off season and then going into last season. And now I think going into, you know, the third year of the NIL era, there's going to be a better feeling out of, okay, this is what NIL means in college baseball. Yeah. I, Ole Miss specifically here is this is an Ole Miss podcast, but yeah, I think the staff is going to take a more, you know, targeted approach with the portal and it'll be a more concerted effort with, because recruiting in, in college baseball is is different too with the draft and so many classes are hit by the by the draft. You, you recruit these guys when they're freshmen, sophomores in high school, and then all of a sudden by the time they're a senior, they're throwing ninety eight and they've got three thousand RPMs on their on their on their ball. So it's just it, Ole Miss and is not the only school that has to deal with that. There are several programs that lose guys to the draft every year, but that's just the dice roll, and you have to be able to you know, talent in, talent out, talent in. You got to you got to get talented guys there. You got to win. And then when they leave, you got to replace them. So, um, yeah, the, the portal with college baseball is going to be fascinating where it's it's especially in the SEC with with LSU and, and Arkansas and and everybody. Texas A&M, um, you know, getting a guy like Braden Montgomery out of the portal, who was a all pack 12 guy. And and now he's, he's going to Texas A&M. I mean, that's just a, a huge jolt in the arm. So the conference is going to continue to lead the way in, in, in just another category with NIL, in my opinion. But um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about when talking about um, Walker Jones was, was discussing the collectives alignment with the athletic department. And you mentioned it already with like, the, the live stream they did was on the school's YouTube channel. And the Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletic Foundation has been monumental in the, the awareness and, and, and getting that word out about the collective and, and everything about the fundraising campaign. But just he used the term three-headed monster. And, and you know what were your takeaways from, from that conversation there? 
I think it really showed the benefit of having one, one clear collective that there's not some competition among five or seven different groups is that you know who's in charge the school trusts them it's a professional that has actual industry experience right it's not it's not some fanboy all due respect who's you know trying to cosplay as general manager like you have folks that really understand this is how you fundraise this is how you message this is how you operate professionally and I think that's what Walker and the Grove Collective has shown is that you have a real professional staff there. The school supports them. The athletic foundation supports them. The coaches clearly support them. I mean, as you know, Lane talks as openly about NIL as I'd say any coach in the country, no matter the sport. And I think that there's that alignment. You know, you have some of the, the school colors and the branding and the logo. Like there's just, there's no confusion. This, this is the collective of Ole Miss. And I think you're seeing those dividends. Okay, I'll put you on the spot. Do you think they can get to $3 million in a week? Oh, no question. No question. Like <laughs> I said, I told you before we started recording, is that the goal for yesterday was $1 mil, which that alone <laughs> is impressive. There, was, there yeah. was a Power 5 collective that I heard over the summer had high six figures, like total in the bank, and, and, and almost doubled that in a day. So, yeah, sure. I mean, at this point, Zach, like they, they might be at like, what, like 2-2? Two, two? Two four right, and it's yeah. only it's only Tuesday afternoon. So sure, <laughs> I, I bet they can get to three. I know that they had a big uh, a big gift that you know kicked in yesterday at like six p.m. to to clear yeah. a mill, and they somehow found an extra you know seven hundred grand between you know dinner and bedtime last night. So sure, let's I, I believe they can hit three mill this week. Like I said, it was it was remarkable timing. I I I don't know if you asked him or not. I, I'll have to text Walker and. And maybe he'll send me a you know a sunglasses emoji. But the timing of this campaign happening right after they get Camarion Franklin was was pretty pretty awesome. Um, because you have to think like one of the bigger recruiting wins in Kiffin's tenure at Ole Miss. Um, and look, there's a lot of buzz about this football team. I, I know some people are saying you know ah well you know the the defense is still a mystery and we don't know what Pete Golding's going to do without. Nick Saban's players, but I mean, the, the talent is, is there in spades on offense. They've got some, some new weapons. And I think even with the the schedule being tough, they're, they're still, I, I think they could win eight or nine games. So I think the, the anticipation, the excitement college football season, like this is week one, week zero, whatever you want to call it. There's college football on this week. So that's all that matters. But yeah, I mean, just a, uh, just an all around great idea and a, just a, outstanding job by walker jones and the rest of the people at the grove collective to do this no question i think as far as timing you know maybe there's more behind the scenes but i think their big goal was you know what it's the first day of classes week zero is here let's let's hit the ground running and there's a great quote where walker said quote it was kind of a crazy day but that was the magic right i I can't Mm -hmm. even imagine the just the scheduling and the communication to get all these folks on the same page and i'm sure it's a long day i'm sure it's a great day but they made it work. And so to have that as your, like literal, like the first day of classes and you raise one seven and hoping to raise three plus, I mean, that's, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. Um, we will see if they can get to 3 million. I mean, I don't, I haven't, I've been, I've been busy this morning. I haven't been on Twitter as much to see where they're at. Um, I'm sure they will be doing some announcing uh, on the Grove Collective's Twitter page and almost athletic foundation will be, putting out where they're at, but yeah, just a, just an awesome Monday. Um, you know, shout out to, uh, the Jordan family and real tree for the big donation, but 
Like I'll tell you this, Andy, there were a lot of people that were starting to perk their ears up when there was some pictures circulating over the weekend of uh, some of the coaches and players that were hanging out with Dickie Scruggs over the weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with Zeus, but just do a quick Google search and you'll you'll see why people were getting excited. But um, but yeah, so big day. Uh, you can read uh, all of Andy's uh, work. He had a full conversation with Walker Jones about the Grove Collective. It's on on 3com You can see it also at omspirit.com, an affiliate of On3. The whole conversation is there. But uh, Andy, we appreciate the time. I know it's been a busy day for you, but uh, we'll do this again soon, man. Hey, happy to be here anytime, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this little special edition of Talk of Champions. Again, uh, thank you to all of our sponsors that make it possible. And uh, specifically, remember, this weekend, Saturday, August 26, 12 p.m. Central Time, homefieldapparel.com, the Ole Miss collection will be unveiled. Use promo code TOC23 for 15% off, and uh, you will not be disappointed. It is going to be electric. So that is going to do it for this quick special episode. Thanks to Andy. Thanks to On3 and thanks to uh, the Grove Collective and the good folks over there doing work. And we will talk to you all again on the next one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.